Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. My name is Minister Ty. I'm so happy to be with you today. And we're here with Super Dave Nielsen. How are you doing, sir? Awesome. So good to be back, man. Good, good. We've, uh, man, we've been gone for a while. So let's go ahead and start off with a prayer. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind, pray us up. Mighty God, we come before you. We thank you for this rest. We thank you. Really thank you that we can get back to work here, Lord, for teaching us rest and for giving us this work to do. We praise your name. We do this all so that we may receive and reflect your glory, Lord God. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Uh, so you got it written here, break, break, break. I mean, what do you mean by that? <laughs> That's like uh, military terminology, like when you're on a mission and like something huge happens or just there's you see something like a little girl walks out of a burning house. You're like, break, break, break. It just means everybody stop chattering on the radio and listen because there's something has changed. And I, I put that because this break that we took that we needed to take, mm -hmm. I didn't know how to rest, man. And you have helped me immensely just by showing me that you rest in your work. So mm -hmm. that's, I thought that's what we needed to talk man, about first. It, yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, resting in God. I think it's so important that we talk about that. We, we both faced, um, I, and we, we took 11 weeks off and man, I faced some challenges, but, and I faced some great victories, but it was all leading us to today. I like how, and I, I don't, <laughs> I know the whole world's talking about coach prime and Deion Sanders. One thing I like that he said, they was asking him, like, are you enjoying this moment above all your other moments? You know, NFL, all pro baseball, uh, World Series, uh, the multiple touchdowns. Are you enjoying coaching these kids? And he says, man, I'm just enjoying this moment, this moment. Every moment was leading up to this moment. And I feel like that's where we are. It's just like that's where I was even during this wait. It's just like, man. I was learning how to rest even more in God, not just mm -hmm. rest in, not just rest as in taking a break, not doing nothing, but to learning how to, and we'll talk about this uh, even more in detail, learning how to rest in my work, rest in yeah. my work. And I give you a scripture reference before we get too heavy. It's like, even Jesus says, like, consider the lilies. So it's funny you say that, man. I got this old journal, this old war journal, and at the very bottom, Matthew 6 28, consider mm -hmm. the lilies right on the cover. I'm like I wrote you, that man. to myself years ago. Nice, nice. And it's something that we all have to consider. Everybody, everything has its purpose. That was the word I was looking for. Everything has its purpose, even the lilies, but they rest knowing that God, God has them. They're God, God is in control. So um, what what kind of kind of talk about what challenges you face during this um, hiatus? Are we going to call it that? <laughs> yeah, well, first it was like, OK, cool, break. And then, um, you know, I've got access to fishing here. You got you all have come here and fished and caught. And I really, you know, it's like I don't want to fish. I want to I want to set up for work and I want to get ready. And I just realized that I was. <laughs> I wanted to do all these things, but I wasn't doing anything. And it's because I was mm. drifting away, which is okay. To, you know, it's going to happen. It's as long as I come back to Jesus and tell him that mm. long story short, man, it's just like, um, you know, I, when I didn't, when I don't have my work to do, I will default to not doing anything. Yeah. So 
I need to be busy. That doesn't, and I'm not a busy body, but I need some work to do. So, um, yeah, you helped me with that, with that, with the book and, and these scriptures, even, um, realizing it and, and set dealing with Sierra Leone was, was like the anchor that kept me from just losing grip of everything I realized. Man. So I realized that that was my rest, even though I was nervous and that's become like my, okay, I'm, I can't let that go. Cause I really need that. Yeah. But man, we're going to talk about Sierra Leone, but who would have thought that they would be so receptive to, uh, Man. lessons in theology they are uh there <laughs> i was like you know you know i i i i felt like i was instructed by god himself that they uh because I, I i've been teaching every wednesday in sierra leone it's something that i've been enjoying doing it's part of who i am part of my mission and god was like i need you to allow dave to teach them for a while and you know of course i've i we me and dave talk every day so i know it was you know whatever he says going to be great but he made a decision to start to talk to him about Christian history, theology, and and stuff that was just man. And one most people would say, not nah, not most, because I'm a Bible lover, so I love. If you're talking about Jesus, I want to hear it, especially if you're talking about something I don't know. I'll stop a whole Bible study just say, wait a second, say that again. Where'd you get <laughs> that from? I've done that before too, Dave. However. They, Pastor uh, Septim, I always want to call him Septimus Prime. It also it always comes out of my mouth because of you. Uh, Pastor Septimus Hamelberg of Sierra Leone Paradise Church of God has rallied his church, and they are growing so fast because of the faith that we're teaching them. But now we're we're, we're establishing a foundation and teaching them some some uh, some practices, some uh, Christian history, uh, some uh, reading the Word and using it in the right context. And you know, and it's good. Yeah, looking, it's good. Looking for literary relationships, keywords. It's good. It's good. Prepositions. They are eating it up because this is it's important. I, I know Pastor Septimus mentioned how they got so much. Man, they got they got some religions around there that that practice heavy witchcraft. And, they, and here's the thing: witchcraft is from Satan. So if it's from Satan, it will it will cover it will disguise itself as as a sheep. And it will come in right in the church and it will start to say, thank you, Jesus. And it will work its way all the way up to leadership. Yeah. Christology. That's why Christology, Jesus at the center, a constant yeah. asking ourselves yeah. of who Jesus is. Yep. Yeah. Amen. So, so how do you rest? What What have you been through in 12 weeks? Oh man. I, I mean, you know, challenges, challenges, um, brought on by God. Those are the best challenges. God had me go through a couple of challenges uh, just to see what will I do in the midst of uh, turmoil and stress, you know, and I, and I went through my moments, but it was guided by God. God wanted to bring me. He was with me the whole time. I felt his presence with me the whole time. And I knew like, okay, God is looking for me. God is wanting me to see uh, my faith, how strong, how much I've grown in the ministry, how much I've grown in my relationship with him. And God just wanted me to know that. And how am I going to actually rest and allow God to be God? And it was something that I, um, I relished in it, man. I, 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 um, I accepted the challenge and I absolutely, you know, Barry Bond, you know, I knocked it out of the park. I knocked it out of the Amen. park. And God was able to bring me back. 
I kind of felt like that moment when, on Mount Moriah when uh <laughs> and uh, when uh Abraham has a knife up about to slay Isaac and God says, Whoa, 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 whoa. Now I wow. see, now I see, now I see that you will really that you're really going to serve me. And I had that, I had one of those moments during this break. And I was I was faced with challenges, temptations. Mm, how about those? Uh, I was faced with all that. And God was like, you know, I see you. I see you. I see you. That's awesome, man. But God, and, and but he wanted, yeah, but he wanted me to see for myself as well. Like, man, okay, I am, I have grown. Yeah, yeah man. It, it's testing. It's not just, oh, I'm tempted to do something immoral. A temptation is on, on a higher level. It's a test. There is. Like, just like Jesus was. It's a test of our mm. faith. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about our boy, Brian. How's he doing? I know you went up to see Brian in West Virginia, who was struggling with stage four cancer. Yeah, I've been up a few times. How's that going? But yet his faith is just impossibly attractive, magnetic. That's why Mm -hmm. I just, I can't get enough of seeing it. And I keep waiting, not waiting for it to break, but I I'm looking for a chink in his faith because he is literally dying in front of, of us. Mm -hmm. He's lost a ton of weight. He can't move his left arm now. And it's, Mm. um, you know, he's in the final run barring a miracle, which could happen, but, um, he just every, you know, light and moment, these are just light and momentary troubles. So Mm -hmm. I think I'd put us together for me on my part, not that it's all about me, but to see that, wow, my goodness, he's, he's doing it. I, you know, this whole, since last November, when he got this cancer, he hasn't flinched with, you know, with his faith. And it's just, my gosh, I, this is incredible. I mm-hmm. want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Die, I want to die well. And he's mm-hmm. doing that. You know, what Brian helped has helped me to see and, you know, that death is not final and death is not the worst thing. And that's one thing that I've, I've come to grips with, you know, the whole world thinks like, Oh man, you're going to talk about dying. Oh my God. He might die. He might die. I think dying before uh, you finish God's work is, is, uh, is one thing like if you're out doing foolishness and all of a sudden you die in your sins because you, um, because the wages of sin is death, that that's not good. But to run to to work out your mission, to complete your mission, what a great way to go. What a great way to go with faith, saying that I, I ran my race. Brian has done so much for, I mean, yeah, for so many people. A, a charity that he asked me to be on the board. And I said no at first because of time. But then he saw me on the horse in California and he's like, man, God, God told me and like he hears like you do. And uh, yeah. Okay, you're right. He said, I know I'm right. I prayed. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. That's really good. And I and I just appreciate Brian. I still drink out of his coffee cup mug yeah. every morning. Yeah. But I um man, I he gave me a lesson in, you know, first of all, increasing my faith, just just seeing him, but also learning what, you know, that death is not final. Death is not final if you are serving God. All right, so I want to talk about Pastor Septimus uh, Hamelberg and Paradise Church of God. We've been doing some great work, everybody, in that. Such awesome work, man. We've, we're watching that church grow. We're watching it grow. We've had some uh, uh, help, uh, Trinity uh, Christian Fellowship Church. Oh, my God, they've they've been such a, um, 
such a gem to us, you know, just with their prayers. And Dave serves on that uh, at Trinity uh, Christian Fellowship. Um, what What is your position there? I forget. I'm the chair of uh, Christian Education, so, but I went to the missions and got them involved. Yeah, yeah. So they're involved. They helped out. Uh, we are, we're getting, um, donors from all around people donating some people from, I, from Texas, some people here in North Carolina are, you know, some of our, our very friends and of course, of course, my church, open house ministries, um, involved, we're involved, whether it's monetary, whether it's in prayer and we have watched that church or we completed the pantry. So they have a pantry. So of course, um, I don't say completed. The building is complete. We still have to add uh power there so we can put, a um i want a refrigeration system in there so they can store things like milk and stuff mm-hmm. all right so i want to uh but also what what we also done in, in Sierra Leone, we just completed the solar power they have solar yeah. power in their sanctuary so that's look we're moving forward and we think every all of our listeners who have supported uh man thank you thank you for your help yeah. thank you for believing in what we do um and uh paradise church is growing they're growing in size by numbers people are starting to come there to hear the word of god i'm able to preach there once a month um very early in the morning uh right. to their to their congregation uh, because i think they're four five hours ahead one or the other and um dave is doing the bible study so we're really uh man we got our hooks and we got our hooks in sierra leone we do and we are. Yeah, I mean, that we, last Sunday you preached, I think, what is it, eight women came up and. Yeah, 11 people total uh, rededicated their lives to the Lord or became, or God uh, received salvation for the first time. As I was, look, as I was preaching, as I was teaching, I felt the spirit. I, and it's something that as I, and when you when you speak as a speaker, you got to stay, even though you're preaching your message, you got to stay like connected to the spirit. And once you once you're speaking, and I, and I say this as the, uh, the experienced speakers, and I, I don't put myself on in the the great orators, but I've learned that as I speak, listen to the spirit, and it was very strong, heavy on me to give a call to salvation. And when I did, and I saw the people come up, that was I was the Lord. That was just me being obedient here. So. All right, so let's run down. Let's talk about our family. How's you know we're gonna we got to get into this lesson very soon, but I I want to make sure that uh, that we cover uh, you know where 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 we've been, man, <laughs> where we've been, yeah. and uh, 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 what about my kids? My both of my children are in college. My daughter goes to uh, Western Carolina. She's starting her junior year, and my son UNC Asheville. Thank God he took a semester off uh, to. Um, you know, to focus. And I'm not gonna lie. He, he was, he, he got off focus, but thank God he, he went back, man. I it just, that shows what's the word mm, resilience, resilience. Moxie. Yeah. 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 That shows resilience. That shows he did not give up. You know, he yeah. took a semester off because mentally he wasn't in it, but so I'm not, he didn't, he didn't chill at the house. He went to work. He went to work. He worked the whole time. And I was like, God, what do you want me to say to this boy? And God said, leave him alone. He he got this. He's got this. And now he's back. He's back. He's back at UNC Asheville starting his sophomore year. And I'm so proud of my boy, man. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him because, look, he represents to me 
who Jesus is. Jesus is always there. And if you put your trust in him, God says, I got you. And he's, he's taking care of my boy. And I'm so, so proud of him. I tell him that he's my favorite person to be around. I don't know if it gets in. I don't know. I don't know. He's my boy. And I I, I love him. Man. When I talk about him, man, I, I, I almost get teared up because oh, I watched him as a boy grow up. And to see him as a man, oh, my God, it's so awesome. Wait till your boys become men. You're going to just be like, oh, mm. my God. It's just it's just awesome to see him as a as a man. What about uh, uh what about uh Randy Moss Milo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my two boys are twin boys hit fifth grade, which is I mean, I remember it, but it's a big deal, I guess, fifth grade for everybody. It is, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, Milo, what's he's just not he doesn't talk as much and he's man, he's he's got some I put on Instagram, but he's just doing some jet sweeps and it just it brings me to tears, man, because he's he wants to use his athletic skills to glorify God. And I said, you are, but, ah. but I said, what's, 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 you know, holding you back. What's the dread in your life. And he's like, history, dad, just history. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, nobody likes history, but like, that's what we've been talking about. You know, what can go wrong if we forget the historical aspect of interpreting the Bible mm. is when we get into this Christology of, you know, well, Jesus didn't really mean that and everything gets watered down. So it just, I was doing some thinking on like, if we neglect history, we're neglecting people. We're saying people don't matter. Mm. If I said to my boys, you know, and I'm ashamed of this less and less each day, but I'm ashamed that I'm divorced from their mother. If I say, guys, it doesn't matter that me and your mom are divorced. Just forget that. That's not fair to them. Mm. That's their history. And that's painful nice. stuff that we've all been through. So it's important. What about uh, you and uh, you and Cam started a band, right? Have you talked about uh, that? We did, but it, Magdalene. We played at church. It was awesome. The band is called Magdalene, by the way, guys. I want I want you to. That's a great name. I love it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And we write it kind of in Greek, but um, she plays drums. I play bass, and Ellis Brooks at, at church. So we we played once, and you know, I, that's the longest prayer that god has that i've been waiting on but he answered it i just always what was the prayer play. just that i could play music in a band you know but when i was a kid i prayed that mm-hmm. nice. uh, you know i pictured eddie van halen but he <laughs> he put me on a bass playing praise music and it's <laughs> it's all it's nice. just as good it's uh, we can't go without bringing up my ministry my parents ministry open house ministries um, just uh, moving forward, doing great things, you know, advancing the kingdom with with projects, with work. And I just, uh, I mean, I appreciate my parents, my mother and my father, how they've been such a um, rock, man. You know, they've been a rock, a rock. So, you know, yeah. So I have, I have like a, a foundation. It's good. Yeah. And my mom says it's important. All this work I'm doing in the ministry, I'm going to talk about that in a second. My mom says, important, Pastor Denise, it's important that you have a covering. And I was like, I'm covered by Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, I'm good. It's like, no, no, no. It's important that, you know, that I run all the projects I'm doing through the through Open House Ministries. And I was like, yeah, I mm. see that. And so I talked to my dad, kind of was like, hey, man, I know that you guys cover me, but maybe I need to ask you officially for a covering. He he was gracious to say, you know, we got you. We got you. We see what you're doing. And yes, we will provide the covering spiritually. Because Open House Ministries has been established since 1981, I believe. My Mm -hmm. grandmother was the first pastor 
So I'm a third generation. I like telling people that I'm a third generation minister. That's it. Go, oh, okay. It makes people go, yeah. all right. So, you know. That so, is a real thing and a real deal that, the real that deal. deserves respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scion, City of the Living God. LLC, we're doing, uh, again, we're um, kind of piggybacking a lot of this project going on in Sierra Leone. And uh, we're doing great things. We're going to keep on growing. I think we're going to keep on growing the church. But my prayer with Sierra Leone and many other, this is just the first project, is that we produce or we create a uh, stream of revenue there. That's why I had it uh, that's why I did an LLC instead of an org. I kept on saying, why did I not, why did I make this an LLC and not a nonprofit? Because God wants me to start to bring revenue in for them. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I want to go. But anyway, look, let's get started with our lesson. I think that we've, uh, we covered a lot. The title of this message is learning to rest, learning to rest in God. Our key scriptures are both found in Ephesians. The first one is Ephesians 1, 17 through 21. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ raised him from the dead and made him to sit at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this in the world, but also in that which is to come. And in conjunction or in addition to that scripture, uh, they kind of match kind of like, you know, pieces of a puzzle is Ephesians 2 verses 6 through 9 and raised us up with him, Jesus, and made us to sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace have you been saved through faith and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God. So those are th those are two key scriptures that I want everybody to consider. You know, first of all, God has made Christ when Christ finished the work uh, dying on the cross. We're going to get into that. He made him to sit at his right hand in heavenly places. This position that Christ has said is far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion. Every name that is named Jesus Christ at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So anything that you're enduring, everything you're anything you're going through. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father, far above those things. So it's important that, and why is he seated above it? Because he conquered it all, death, burial, yeah. and the grave. He finished. Christ, yeah, he finished the work. He finished the work. And he, he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Not that he was seated. He's there now as a living God. So, yeah, and we should remember that. The realms of, of heaven and earth interlock and overlap. Heaven isn't someplace way out there. Mm -hmm. His kingdom is coming. They they overlock, they interlock and overlap at, at certain places, you know, at church when we get filled with the spirit. We're in that place. The temple traditionally is where that place is, but that's the way it works. So it's a real thing. It seems like some imaginary thing, but it's real. He is seated there. Mm -hmm. He stood up to watch Stephen. I don't know if he sat back down, probably. <laughs> I love it, man. And uh, not only that, not, I mean, I love that, the imagery of that, when Jesus stood up, when Stephen preached that, the greatest sermon I've heard, ever heard. <laughs> you know, Stephen gave Damn. it to him. Stephen started at, at Abraham. Boy, I was like, ooh. He started nicely. <laughs> yeah. By the end, he was, whew, he gave he gave him that, uh, you know, that Peter 
you know, when Peter, it was you. You did this. You. you killed him. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Peter, chill out, bro. The but, truth, man. Yeah, truth. Truth will set you free. But not only that, not only Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Here's the big thing. He's made us to sit in Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. And, and it's not, it's by grace, not by anything we've done, not of ourselves. It's the gift. It's a gift from God that he's allowed us to be in Christ and be seated in heavenly places. And that my friends is our place of rest. Okay. That's, that's where we start. That's where we that's start. That's what I needed to learn from you, Ty. That's what I am learning from you. Yeah. And it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's something that everybody needs to learn. Matter of fact, I think it's the essence of being a Christian, learning to understand like, man, it's not, I don't have to go out here. A lot of people, when they become Christians, they want to say, what do I need to give up? What do I need to stop doing? Mm. And God is saying, look, all I need you to do, uh, not only people who've just become Christians, people who are Christians now, it's important right. that, you know, like God sees you. And only thing God wants you to do is just acknowledge his glory. And God says, I'm going to help you get rid of those things that are hurting you. I'm going to help you, but you got to be willing to understand. First, I must understand that Christ has finished the work and he's given me yeah. the power to overcome. So we're going to briefly talk about, I want to talk about Watchman Nee. He's a very important figure in the, in, in the early 1900s and to the mid 1900s in Christianity. He was born in China. He had one of the biggest ministries in China. But, um, you know, at the time uh, he was working hard in the ministry but all of a sudden, here we go. There's there's persecution in that church. There's persecution yeah. in China, and he ended up spending his last twenty years in prison. Yeah. And but he wrote all these great books. I mean, you know, I've read a couple of his books. But Sit, Walk, Stand is a very important book. Uh, I feel like in a Christian life, it's an, it's a journey through Ephesians, talking about talking about first of all being seated in heavenly places. Second of all, uh, walking from that heavenly position. And third, being able to stand in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of everything going on with the, bot, with the armor of God, you know, yeah. the breastplate of righteousness, our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the, uh, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word. And people who have who've been real, really persecuted <laughs> really seem to get a better it's not a competition, but you can tell when they've really had some hard times that mm -hmm. they grab on to faith and, and you see him walk it out. And that's, that's the perp That's the reason for it. We mm -hmm. learn from that. Amen. 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 All right. So Christianity does not begin with walking, which means you Amen. start off as a Christian, you start to accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. And you begin to say, what do I need to do to show uh, that I'm a Christian. Do I need to give this up? Do I need to give that up? Do I need to go out and start uh, buying Bibles and going out to do some type of work for God? And God is saying, no, it begins with sitting, which means it's an attitude of rest, sitting and understanding who you are in Christ. Mm. So I'm going to read an excerpt from the book from chapter one, sit, and we're going to talk about it a little. This is, um, this is on, found on page 14 of sit, walk, stand. And it reads, walking implies effort, or as God says that we are saved, not by works, but by grace through faith, meaning you have to believe it now. Faith is always now. Mm. We constantly speak of being saved through faith, but what do we mean by it? We mean that we are saved by reposing or resting in the Lord Jesus. 
we did nothing whatever whatsoever to save ourselves. We simply laid upon him the burden of our sin-sick souls. Mm. We began our Christian life by depending not upon our doing, but upon what he has already done. Oh. Yeah, that's it. That's the essence of living in a Christ, this Christian life. And I had to see that, you know, just understand like, look, man, I received the Lord at five years old, but I, I certainly went the wrong way and I had to come back to the Lord several times. And uh, when I re truly received who God was in my life, I had to realize that at a time of my turmoil, at a time where I was just living a life that was just so unpleasing to God, I had to realize that I came to the point in my Christian life where I had to find an answer. I was trying to do it myself and I kept on messing up. So I mm. said, I know that there's an answer that I'm missing. And that answer was resting in God, resting yeah. in Christ's finished work. So I know that you're listening to this and you're wondering like, what do you mean by that? What mm. do you mean by that? What has Jesus actually done? What has he done? Break it down for us. What has he done? What work has he completed? He's saying that we begin our Christian life by depending on Jesus what Jesus has already done. What has he done? I want everybody to understand what he's done for you. This may be a, a refresher to some people, but I want as, as, as you're refreshed, get a new understanding Amen. about what he's done. For one, Jesus lived a life in obedience to the father. He was tempted at all points as we are, yet he remained sinless. That's something that we must rest in. He was obedient to, to the Father, and he taught us how to be obedient. The second thing is, Jesus introduced us to the Father and the true yeah. Father-Son relationship. In Acts 17, it says we are his offspring. You know, Jesus, you know, when they said, Jesus, well, teach us how to pray. He says, when you pray, say, our Father. They've never heard that. You can't find that in the Old Testament. Yeah. You know, the reference right. of he's our Father. They're like... Right. They're talking about, you know, they can't even say Yahweh. You know, we can't even say right. the word. Right. You know, but Jesus yeah. says, no, when you pray, say our father. Yeah. For me, I, I had to take a big, deep breath and realize that I was, you know, I don't want to use the word guilty, but I certainly was. Okay. What now? What now? What now? It's my break. It's my rest. I, what, what am I going to do on mm -hmm. my break? And I what definitely was not resting. And I just, it was almost like initial salvation because what obedience really means where it starts is faith. It's believing. That's the mm -hmm. main thing. That's right. That's why we said faith is now. Faith is always now. There's, you know, <laughs> what the Bible says is somewhere that, you know, what resides together is faith, hope, and love. But, the, of course, the most, uh, the greatest of these is charity, is love. But there's a difference between hope and faith. Hope always talks about a future a future time. But faith always talks about now. I have a brother who just texts me. He says, man, I need you to pray for me. And I sent him this, these writings by Kenneth Hagin. It's from the book, uh, New Thresholds of Faith. I think it was produced in the 80s or the 70s. It's very essential that you know, like, look, when you believe God for something, faith, even though you can't see it, you got to believe that you have it now. A lot of people try to, and I said, man, that's where I was going wrong because I'm having faith in my degree of faith. This is going to be something that you got to really spiritually discern. I'm having faith in saying I have faith. Oh, I have mm -hmm. faith. I have faith. I have faith. 
How does faith show itself? Faith is the substance of the things not seen. So that thing that you can't see, you got to believe that you actually have it. That's faith right now. A lot of people say, someone says, yeah, man, I'm believing God that, I, that I'm healed. You know, I hope that at some time, I have faith that at some time I'll be healed. No, nope, you're saying it in the wrong context. You're healed now. My wife, faith, Laura, yeah. has, has a beautiful way of doing this. She just pictures herself with Jesus on a porch swing. Nice. It just slows everything down because he is my faith. My faith is in his faith. He did it. I, I, that's what I believe. I do believe that Jesus did it for sure. 100%. Mm -hmm. But like you just said, when I start to have faith in my faith is when I get stressed, yes. I'm not resting. Yes. You got, that's when you, then you begin to do the work yourself. Well, okay. Let's get to number three. He lived a life of obedience. Number one, two, he introduced us to God as father, which means we're his offspring. Three, he showed us, he showed us how to live on this earth loving one another, healing one another, and accepting that living in the bondage of sin is far worse than anything or any spiritual malady or any disease. You, you must know that. Jesus lived on the earth. He showed us. He didn't sin, first of all. He showed us how to love one another. I mean, if you read Matthew 5 and Matthew 6, half of that stuff we can't do okay. without his help. It's like, why would he tell us to turn the other cheek? If someone slaps me in my face, turn the other cheek, God is saying, I'm talking about a new way of living. You can't do that within yourself. Love your enemies. It doesn't say be cool with your enemies. It says love. Hey, Coach Prime comes to mind, man, the way he's doing it. Mm -hmm. He's speaking it out. You know, he's not, he's, he's, he's saying, okay, now y'all here. Like, mm -hmm. but to me, it's a, it's a, it's a really good example of living in Christ. That's right. All right. So number four. So number three was Jesus showed us how to live on this earth towards each other. Uh, so number four is Jesus dies as the Lamb of God, crucified as our replacement for sin. You know, John the Baptist in John 1, 29 says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus took away the sin, the power, the sting of sin, the punishment of sin when he died on the cross. And everything that's not hard. Everybody understand that if you're a Christian, those four things you've heard before, and I think we all believe. Now let's get into the faith rundown. This is as this is the rest that we must find. Number five, Jesus rose from the dead. That was testified and written in all four gospels. Number six, he gave us the Holy Spirit to testify of Christ and to guide us to all truth so that we can live our lives through, with grace. John 14, 16. And I will pray to Father, and he shall give thee another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That's the Holy Ghost. John 14, 26, 10 verses down. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things into your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. We must realize, Jesus lived this life to give us the Holy Spirit, and you must have faith in that. And your, your life in God, in Christ, resting in God is going to be found in the in the finished work that when Jesus rose from the dead, he's given us the power to live as sons and offsprings of God. You know, in Romans 8, it says that God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but he's given us the spirit of sonship, of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Father. 
You got to realize that there's something that you can't even go is I want to stop right there because a lot of people say, you know, I'm a Christian, but have you received the the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. You know, have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to come in your life? And I believe when you become a Christian that you your spirit is activated and you're open to receive from God. But I think there's another baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you have to oh, yeah. say, Lord, come into my life. You invite yeah. the Holy Spirit to be baptized so you can uh, so you can accomplish those things that you seek to accomplish. All right. Absolutely. Number seven. He now he currently right now he sits at the right hand of the father as the living God. That's you got it. That's that's part of the faith rundown. That's part of something that you have to attach yourself to to understand. Like, man, God's got me. He's done. He's done all of this. He's done it for me. I was teaching Sunday school yesterday, and I, I made a little Instagram video of it, and it was so good, so powerful, just to know how personable God is. God, you know, I love John eleven. John eleven, of course, when uh, Lazarus is raised, I feel yeah. like that's one of my favorite Bible stories. Yeah. I was watching a, a movie, seeing it acted out. And Jesus said to Martha, I, you know, I love it. You know, of course, Jesus says, okay, your brother's going to rise. And she says, of course, I know on the last day he's going to rise at the resurrection. And Jesus says, look, I'm the resurrection. It's me. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And he said something so profound to Martha. They, these are simple words, but it's profound. It just shows you how great and personal God is. He says, Martha, do you believe this? Do you this? believe this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe this? It's important that we know, like, God That's is saying that person. to us. He's saying that that to us. He's saying that to us person, personally. I just got chills, man. Yep. Yeah. Do you believe this? Do you believe everything that I've told you? Do you believe that I'm going to take care of your family? Do you believe that that vision, that dream that you have, that I'm going to bring it to pass? Do you believe that if you love me, if, if you decide to trust me, do you believe that I'm going to take care of you? How do I use this? Let's just go right into it. How do everything you told me, Ty and Super Dave, how do I use this? How do I rest? Yeah. What's our response? Yeah. How do I do it? What do I, I, of course, I believe everything you said, all eight of the things that you said. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Lived the life of obedience. He was, he introduced us to God as father. He showed us how to live on the earth. He died as a lamb. He rose from the dead in glory. He gave us the Holy spirit. He sits at the right hand of the father. We're holy and blameless. I didn't even, all right, number eight. I didn't go over number eight. Sorry. Number eight is, now it's very important. Now we are holy, we're righteous, and we're blameless before God because Jesus completed the work. That's something you must believe too. All right, how do I use this? How do I rest in this? First of all, we must see it by faith. and Seeing as true and present without seeing it naturally. We must understand it. We must believe it. We must reckon it. Everything that you said, everything that you believe, you must see this by faith and you must act accordingly. It's very essential. Yeah. And let me just uh, offer to think of the word holy as set aside. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean a, a monk in a monastery. Yes. It just means set aside. You're different. We're different. And righteous, righteousness can usually often means God's covenant fulfillment. It means God, It's it means more what God has done than what we have done or will do. It means his, he has fulfilled his word. He has done what he has said. Okay. That's righteousness. We, and then we are made righteous when we believe that, take part in that. Mm-hmm. Very essential that, you know, we're holy and we're righteous before God because of Christ. 
But now we're talking about acting accordingly. We believe this. You've made a decision. You, 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 you've reckoned in your heart that this is true. Now you must act accordingly. And a lot of people say, what do I do? God is waiting to see your action of rest. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Action, your action of rest. Yeah. He's waiting to see your action of rest. You know, because God wants to give you a new strength. You know, Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, renew halaf. That's the uh, Hebrew word. Halaf means to gain new strength. It means God desires for us to gain new strength, but it's going to happen when you wait on the Lord, when you rest in who God is. God is saying, I desire to show you a better way. I desire to show you a new way. But how can I show you a new way unless you're unless you're resting in me? You got to yeah. learn, Jesus, take my yoke and learn of me. I just want to say, try it. It works. I, I had some days where I'm like, here we go again. But it just starts with a deep breath you know, for me and a look up and maybe on my knees and like, God help. I trust. I believe I'm resting in you. And then it's just, I don't have the stress. It really works. Mm -hmm. Try it. <laughs> you wrote, Ooh. learn to work yeah. from a rested position. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. And another scripture, James one, two, uh, through four says, my brother count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith work is patience, but patient, let, but let patience have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. This is talking, this is talking about going through when you follow it, when you, when things are going on around you and you're not really, uh, you're not seeing God work like you would like him to see it work. God says, just count it joy, count it joy, have patience, rest in God. Because now that your faith is being tried, it's working something in you and it's working something out of you. And you must understand that at the end of this, he said, you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. This word perfect is mature and entire means complete, you know, because once you receive that thing, once you overcome what, you, what you're being tempted with, what you're enduring, once you overcome, God says later on in that chapter that you're going to receive the crown of life. And you're going to be a conqueror and you're going to be an overcomer. So I want you to know that resting God is so essential. How yeah, do I, do especially in, in this culture we live in. And when you do it, I've noticed people look at you. They're like, what do you know? What do you, mm -hmm. what's going on with you? How, how are you able to be calm? And it's because like, well, I just don't care so much about who, how this is all going to happen because it's not up to me. I'm resting in the Lord right now. I'm I'm thinking this inside, but mm -hmm. it's attractive. People will see that. I see it in Ty or, you know, Pastor Septimus. And it's attractive and I want it and rest to rest in the Lord. So um mm -hmm. yeah, man, it's real. Second Corinthians 5 17. Therefore, I love I love that you put an emphasis on therefore. If any man, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, or that person is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new is here. So that means if if all that if that is happening, and and your heart is in Christ, and you know when you know, okay, mm -hmm. uh, then it's done. It's set. You won the day. <laughs> nice, nice. And then and then go out. All right, Dave. So you wrote down immediate application. Go and start with the immediate application. Yeah, we need our work as much as we need our rest. I'm I'm always mm. one looking forward to vacation, to days off, 
but I learned in these 11 weeks that it's, it was torturous for me until Ty came over, sat down and I saw him working from a rested position. He talked about sit, walk, stand. I read it and I learned that it was real right there in front of me in Ephesians all these years. I just didn't apply it because I'm an American and I got to go, go, go. But where does it get me but stress? So I I need my work. So now I take pleasure in my work because I'm coming from a rested position. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it. It's gonna happen. It's it's everything is different. Like this is almost like a when I was first saved or baptism of the Holy Spirit at two in the morning when I was reading theology five years ago and realized who Jesus was. Like it's a big deal. So need my work just like I need my rest, take them both as they come. Um, and needing to just consider the lilies is I guess where I would, um, what I would keep in my mind. Yeah. And when you said you, we must learn to rest in him, especially in the culture we live in, uh, what kind of hit on that? What do you mean by the culture? And what, what was your, what was your heart thinking when you wrote that? Well, just my military background mm-hmm. it's all about what you do and yes you 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 build a reputation of who you are you have an identity um but our identity in christ is i uh, just just think of the greats i mean billy graham or um so many like i don't know i love tony evans but to think of mm-hmm. these these folks yeah. they they still do the same amount of work or more i'm Mm-hmm. But they are resting in yeah. Christ. They, They're yes. calm. Yes, yes. They've learned to rest. Not only that, learning to work. We Dave mentioned this earlier. Earlier, uh, learning to work from a rested position. That is so awesome. Learning to work. You know, less worry, more joy. The world will think joy is uh, synonymous with happiness. It is that is not true. No, but it's not true. Joy is a a spiritual word only that can be expressed in believing that because of Jesus, because of what he's done, because God favors you, because God is Jehovah Elroy, he sees you. Just knowing that is the rest that you have, that everything's going to be okay. That's joy. Knowing that at the end of the day, when I, when I lay my head to rest, God sees me and he knows. And I want everybody to have that uh, assurance in God, have that assurance that Jesus loves you. He sees you and he knows you and you can rest in that fact. Do you believe the word? Do you believe that what the Bible says? I love how Jesus said in John John 14, he says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe God, believe also in me. Like if you believe that God is um, the almighty God, the Jehovah God, Yahweh, if you believe that he's all of that, also believe that God, believe in Christ, believe in the son, believe in the redeemer, believe in the one who who paid the price for you, believe in the one who who, uh, went through the punishment, who said he was obedient even to the cross, who is now sitting at the right hand of the father, believe that as well. And if you if you believe that, you will understand that I can I can take a break in God, I can rest in Christ. Yeah. And another tangent is when you believe that then you see where your heart, if your, if your treasure is in heaven. Okay. And that's a whole nother thing. But if you're believing that, then you're putting your treasures in heaven. Then that's another big, therefore Matthew Mm -hmm. seven, I think then you're, he tells us don't have anxiety. Like it's not just don't have anxiety in general. It's once your hearts, your treasures are, are in heaven in the right place. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, 
for me, that's Sierra Leone or, you know, the kids on the football team who've lost parents, stuff like that. Mm. When I'm asked for help, I don't say no. My treasures are in heaven. Then I can have no anxiety. Amen. Amen. All right. So go ahead and talk about the long-term application. Uh, yeah, just, I was, um, plan, make a plan of, of rest in your work cycle. Nice. Um, yeah. And I've just, I'm doing this Bible study. We're reading the book, uh, um, good and good and beautiful you, I think I'm doing a study and it, there's a thing called holy leisure, doing nothing, try to do nothing for five minutes, 10 minutes. For me, it was easy because I, I, I like to be a sloth, but I took my daughter and we went and sat at the dam and just did absolutely nothing. It was like we did when she was four years old. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Holy nice. leisure, do absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, I can definitely use that, you know, that advice, learning how to make a plan to rest plan yeah. the rest, you know, make a, make it, make resting in God. First of all, making you making naturally making rest a part of your uh or everyday life, but as you rest, understanding that you're resting in the Father and make it make a make it a plan in your life to rest. And this is very essential that as we begin to grow in God, that these things that we're saying, at, here's what I want in my life. I want the things that I'm doing at some point to become habitual. Mm. To want, so I'm doing it without thinking about it. All right, so let's go ahead and part ways, if you don't mind praying us out, Dave. Absolutely. Lord God, thank you so much for this day that we're back with part two of season one, episode 14 of Christology podcast, Jesus at the Center. I thank you for my brother, Ty, that I, you know, you showed me how to rest by showing me him. Thank you for Pastor Septimus and all our friends out there. Thank you that uh, I emailed NT right and he responded right away. It was so cool. Uh, we, we are going to look to expand here and... Lord, we thank you that you have given us the thumbs up and that you're just abiding in us and we in you, Jesus. We praise your name. We love you. Amen. Amen.